Okay, got it. Okay, so you trapped. Uh, I think that's free game. I agree. Free game. I it's agree under my glove. No, it's fair game. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. At 7.12 on Wisconsin's Morning News, for lack of a better term, I'm calling this territorial urinating matches. <laughs> All right. right. Is that right? Is that accurate? Is it not? Yes. Yes. Because we elect our various officials, and to us, they're all our elected officials, whether it's the mayor or village president where you live or your county executive, your boards, or your state legislators, your governor, off to the federal. They're all just people we vote for. We hope that they would figure out how to do the stuff that we've asked them to go do. But then they get kind of insulated in their little fiefdoms of the areas that they control. And you're seeing that battle play out in Madison. One of the big sticking points about the state shared revenue thing is whether or not there's going to be enough local control back here mm-hmm. in Milwaukee. Yep. Milwaukee's saying, we don't want you, Madison, dictating to us how we levy a sales tax or what we spend our money on, things like that. Well, a little bit of uh, the empire strikes back, a little bit of Milwaukee striking back at the Capitol for that. There's this urinating match over a parking lot. That's right outside the intermodal station. That's the train station downtown. Trains, buses, cabs, Ubers, Mm -hmm. all that stuff, right? The state of Wisconsin, the DOT, owns the parking lot. But it's licensed by the city of Milwaukee. And the city's licensing committee, which is led by Alderman Bob Bauman of downtown, has voted to deny a relicensing or renewal of the license to the state. Because they're complaining that, and in fairness to them, that there have been a bunch of vehicle break-ins. And the operators of the lot, who are not the owners of the lot, this third party that comes in and kind of runs things, is saying, well, yeah, they're not investing enough money. We don't have the money to put together the safety precautions that we need to monitor this lot. So the city's saying, oh, yeah, we're going to deny your license. There you go. Hey, like them apples. Here's uh, Alderman Bauman. There have been problems with security at this parking lot for several years. The lot operator testified today the property owner, WIS Department, WIS DOT, has been and remains unwilling to spend the necessary funds to provide the peace of mind the traveling public deserves. WIS DOT Secretary Craig Thompson needs to step up. <laughs> that in the strongly worded statement from Alderman Bauman. Thompson was just in town the other day. They could have talked about it. Hey, guy. He cut the ribbon on the BRT. There had to have been some... Everybody they... was around there. Yes. That's my point. This should be settled with a phone call or an email. <laughs> or even, not even you guys. Your people's people should be talking to their people's people and be like, can you send some of that $6 billion on down so we can put a fence up here All or some really lights? All we is maybe $3,500. <laughs> right. can, you, can you send it on down? But instead we have to do this. So the city's saying back to the state, oh, yeah? How do you like these apples? Do you like apples? Yeah. Well, I got a number. How do you like them apples? <laughs> Full Common Council votes on denial of the license renewal later this month. Sports is up next. It's brought to you by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson in Oconomowoc, your destination dealer. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After a successful seven-game road trip, the Milwaukee Brewers were back at American Family Field on Tuesday night, facing off with the Baltimore Orioles, and with the score notched at three apiece, the Brewers found themselves in extra innings with Joey Weimer at the plate in the bottom of the 10th. 1-2 pitch. Breaking ball. Hammered down the left field line. This ball is going to one-hop the wall, and this game is over. 
Joey Weaver with his second walk-off of the season. And the Brewers third, and they win it 4-3 to three in 10. Lane Grindle on the call right here on WTMJ as Weimer walks it off for the 4-3 Brewers win, and as he calls it, just another day at the office. Just just trying to do my job there, uh, trying to be accountable. You know, a couple situations throughout the night where I was up with the uh, runner in scoring position, didn't do anything, so... Um, you know, just trying to trying to keep doing my job. The Brewers will look for win number two against the Orioles tonight. That first pitch is set for six forty. Corbin Burns is expected to get the start for the Brew Crew. Over to golf, where some major news of the PGA and Live Golf Series announcing details of a merger on Tuesday afternoon. Safe to say, not everyone was thrilled about the decision. Some players reportedly not even knowing what was taking place behind the scenes. I talked to a handful of players this morning. Uh, a couple before the announcement was made and it was just complete and utter shock uh some very colorful language some very upset players i had one player tell me you know why would we do this now live the live tour is dead in the water it's not working and now we're going to throw them a life jacket it's ludicrous espn senior golf writer mark schleyball there with a reaction from the players the milwaukee bucks introduced their 17th head coach in franchise history on Tuesday afternoon, officially ushering in the Adrian Griffith era. Don't don't let anyone tell you from going from assistant coach to head coach. It, it's different responsibilities. You know, you know, you're going to be asked for your input on a lot more things, and, and you're going to wear a lot of different hats. But it's been so fun. Like the the Milwaukee uh, organization is first class. They just helped me from day one. You know, I, I feel like I've just hit the ground running. Griffin joined WTMJ's Greg Matzik for an exclusive one-on-one interview Tuesday following his press conference. You can check out that full story and interview over on WTMJ.com. Coming up from no kids to instant family. That story next on Wisconsin's Morning News. From zero kids to instant family, when Nicole and David Gonzalez of Franksville in Racine County adopted 11-year-old Josue from Ecuador, he became the 5,000th child adopted with the help of a national nonprofit. Osue and his brother Darwin then became the 5,000 first, and their brother Abraham became the 5,000 second. When we realized we weren't going to have biological children, adoption was first on our hearts, and immediately we thought of siblings because we knew that we wanted a bigger family, not a huge family, but a bigger family. And so we just thought, if we want more than one child, why wouldn't we do this so that they can stay together and that they can grow up together and adjust much easier as a, as, as a, as a family. And we're originally in the Colombian adoption program because my husband is half Colombian, half Mexican. And our agency actually presented us with these three siblings because physically there was nothing wrong with them. They just had three, you know, two other brothers or whatever to get adopted with. And it's hard for people to take three. And so we switched all of our paperwork to Ecuador to adopt these three children. I'm talking with uh, Nicole Gonzalez. She and her husband, David, adopted three children from Ecuador with the help of an agency called Gift of Adoption. What were their prospects had you and your husband, David, not come and found them and brought them here to be a part of your family? So they definitely faced being split up or not being adopted at all. Because um, they do try to keep siblings together, but when one gets a little older, they tend to not get adopted, so they will split them up. Our oldest expressed that he actually witnessed, and he's 11, expressed that he witnessed 
other children being separated from their brothers and sisters. And so he was very worried that that would happen to him. So he was very thankful that we came along and wanted all three. And tell me, Nicole, how a gift of adoption was able to help you through this process and also financially as well to get the boys off to a good start here in America. So gift of adoption um, specializes in special needs children um, and, and siblings are special needs. And so they were able to give us a grant that we actually received right before we traveled. So it was very helpful for us to have additional funds to travel with. And we were in Ecuador for a total of seven weeks. So that additional money was very, very helpful for us to be able to take the kids to experience their country. You know, they knew things existed in their country. They knew they lived on the equator, but they had never been there. So it was awesome to be able to take them to experience their country before starting a new adventure in our country. And how goes that adventure, Nicole? The boys have been with you for some time now and adjusting to life in Franksville, Wisconsin. Yes, um, they love it here. They have, it's just funny to watch them experience so many new things and everything is new to them. So it's just really fun to see them. Uh, For example, today we took um, one of them and we went through a car wash and he was just like, whoa, this is crazy. You know, it's cleaning the car while we just sit in it. And it was just fun to have them, to watch them experience so many new things and they get to do it together, which is just so awesome. Nicole and David Gonzalez adopted three kids from Ecuador with the help of the Gift of Adoption, a nonprofit that assists families looking to adopt. Tell me what challenges you still anticipate. There are so many wonderful things about this process that you're going through, but you've gone from zero to three kids in an instant, and uh, they're in a whole new place. What challenges do you anticipate? A challenge that we kind of anticipated, but it's a lot more than we even expected, was how much they eat. Oh, my goodness. We are... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we have three growing boys, and it is very yeah. apparent that it's not going to get any better anytime soon. It's not, right? <laughs> she didn't need us to tell her that, but... What a great line. Yep, yeah. they're going to eat everything. Uh, but they're you know, enjoying life here, and they've, they've been a gift to this family, Josue, Darwin, and Abraham, now part of the Gonzalez family awesome. right here in southeast Wisconsin. I shared with you earlier, we have adoption in my family. Eric, my aunt and uncle on my mom's side, adopted when, we were, when I was still pretty young, like fifth, sixth grade or thereabouts, um, they adopted two sisters from Mexico, so now my cousins, and then later two brothers also from Mexico. But I remember how long of a process that was for, for them. And But, you know, you look at this uh, through the lens of the child who's been adopted with a new opportunity and now a new family, but mm-hmm, also mm-hmm. a gift to our family, to our extended family, for all of us to welcome them in. And they were, have been treasures for our family, and I'm so glad I had that experience as well. So selfishly, I can appreciate as well what's happening sure. there. And if you're interested, I know so many families are looking to adopt, giftofadoption.org. So spell the whole thing out. Giftofadoption.org is the website for more information. The, the drink that we're all supposed to be drinking this summer that's going to make everybody oh, some shoot. sort of okay. spritz. Hold on. Let me find it here. It's big overseas. Uh, this is the Hugo Spritz. Okay. Made with St. Germain liquor. A little this. Which has earned the nickname Bartender's Ketchup uh, because it can elevate a cocktail. So the Hugo Spritz is St. Germain mixed with sparkling wine and soda water. So I mentioned that, you know, my drink's... Whiskey with a little bit of Coke, right? <laughs> yes. Nicer the whiskey, fine. Yeah. Not bourbon, not scotch, like just plain old mixing whiskey, mm-hmm. okay? okay? Right. So somebody texted in the old National Bank talking text line. I was actually in Northern Ireland last week and reintroduced myself to the gin and tonic 
tonic water, lime, such a simple drink. It's so refreshing. Gin is surprisingly popular there, not all about whiskey. Don't see a lot of gin being consumed here. I have mojitos occasionally. That's okay. Is that the that's the main ingredient there? I think so. I don't know. Like, <laughs> listen, that that one. That's how good I am. The gin and tonic for me is one of those that uh, I can't revisit. Is that right? <laughs> well, oh, well, you you had it the one time and and is a very. I'll tell you which day it was. the The day Marquette made the final four in what was that? Oh three, oh four. Oh, right fantastic! About yeah. that night, like. I find out, I found out I was going to cover it for TMJ4. They're like, okay. yep, I want you to leave Monday. So, MU in the final four. We had been celebrating, enjoying. Yeah, great day. That was my drink of choice that night. Ruined me. <laughs> Never again, huh? Ruined. We left Monday, and I was still feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> See, you live and I'm learn. Feeling good. 742, Jeff Levering next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Joey Weimer hit a game-winning single in the bottom of the 10th inning as the Brewers go on to defeat the Baltimore Orioles on Tuesday night. This one by a final score of 4-3. The Brewers will look for win number two against Baltimore tonight. First pitch is set for 640. Corbin Burns is expected to get the start. Brewers 360 is sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. Brewers play-by-play man Jeff Levering back with us on this Wednesday. Hey, Jeff. Hey, good morning, everybody. We'll take a walk-off. That's always fun. Yeah, anytime you can get a win is uh, is a good thing, especially when it's a walk-off and giving up a run in the seventh inning and then coming back and getting some big hits late in the ball game. Yeah, of course. It's always a great day. Hey, Jeff, did you see that there's this video of this poor dad, and I think it's a minor league game, and he's carrying his kid, and he tries for a ball, and he falls on top of the kid, oh, and, and the no, kid no, gets no. hurt because they're just trying to go for a foul ball. Are, are, we, oh, yeah. are we still seeing this? Is this still a thing? Uh, 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 do you find that uh, people are hurtling chairs, diving over others, hurting themselves or Stiff-arming others? Stiff-arming girlfriend. Yeah. Out of the way, I'm grabbing the ball. <laughs> just for a $3 ball. <laughs> Yeah, we see it a little bit too much. It, it pains me when you see it with the kids and stuff, when you're carrying the kids and you're trying to make a catch. And I know it's, it's cool when it happens, but more often than not, it it doesn't turn out the way it's supposed to. And uh, in that situation, that fan who was carrying the kid and, and picking it up, I'm not going to say he was sprinting. Maybe it was a sprint for him, but it was not a high speed. Nonetheless, <laughs> right. not athletic enough to pull the play off. Uh, and then he goes down, and the kid goes. I mean, it's a it's a tough thing to watch. As a, as a dad of two, I'm letting that thing stop rolling and picking it up. There's hey, no can doubt. I can I get a ruling on this? So back in the Connie Stadium days, and there was some of my buddies. I think we were in high school already because we were at the game alone. So we had gone like ourselves. All right, and it's early. You know when they would let you down, stand at the rail before you get tossed out and had to go back to your. You know, regular seats, but you know, so we're just hanging around during BP level, and ball rolls over by us, and I lean over the thing, and I, I didn't put it in the glove. I just kind of dropped my glove on it, and I've got my hand in the glove, but it wasn't in my glove. Okay, my glove is on top of the ball. My buddy goes in under the glove, scoops it up, declares that's his ball. Mm, I, 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 uh, that's not no, that's. It's in it's in the webbing. It's in the webbing of your glove. So it, it wasn't though level. Kinda... It was underneath the glove. So like I was so like I could barely reach, and I didn't want to try to scoop and miss. So I just kind of had my hand in the glove and dropped it on top. So you're trying to you trapped it. Yes. 
Okay, got it. Okay, so you trapped. Uh, I think that's free game. I agree. Free game. I it's agree under you. my glove. No, it's fair game. Well, it was. Yeah, he took it. Fair game. It, if your hand is not in said glove and it's not squeezed, I mean, that's. I think that's still legal. Legal on your buddy's play. Yeah. Really getting into semantics here, but uh, that's that's where I would lean on it. <laughs> Some security guard has had to sit and be the arbiter for one of these. Right, at least we were all in the same group and didn't start brawling. Right, exactly. All right. Yeah, Eric, that's a great call. Take it to the arbitration process. That's, that's what you need. <laughs> right. What's that world court? The court of arbitration for sport, right? Yes. You could go all the way up there. 6.40 first pitch oh tonight gosh. at American Family Field. Thanks, Jeff. You got to see you guys. 7.48 on Wisconsin's <laughs> Morning News. <laughs> Mark Tauscher joins us next. I think that was my ball. Idea Man. We got invited to a wedding this weekend. Innovative. We have baseball in Janesville, and I am the coach of the team. The schedule comes out, and we play at 3.30 and at 6.30. Oh. Saturday night. And Packers Hall of Famer. I'm in, in, my, in my ballpark uniform. <laughs> Sweet Caroline, hit my YMCA, and then hit the road. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by your Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News, sponsored by your southeastern Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Hey, Tausch, I don't, I don't know how big of a golf fan you are, and I don't want to get overly wonky because it's not everybody's sport, but there was a big shakeup in the world of professional sports yesterday with the PGA Tour that most of us know, and then the Live Tour, that Saudi Arabian deal, and I don't know, now they're all together as one? Yeah, I... Uh... It's it's interesting because we're doing, and I'm sure this happens to you guys too, when you're doing your show sheet and you're doing your prep, and then some big news breaks and it's like, rip, rip it up. And, you know, we talk Packers a lot on our show most of the time. And in this case, this, this news breaks. And I think the fact that the PGA Tour, which has been, uh, you know, the, the tour for, what, 100 years, however long it's been, and then this, the LIV tour, which is an upstart and paying guys hundreds of millions of dollars. And what it's a great reminder of for everybody involved in professional athletics is money always talks. And it always comes down to money. And for the tour commissioner, uh, Monahan and everybody else that was kind of using 9-11 and saying about morals and all of this other stuff, and then when push comes to shove, uh, it always comes back to the bottom line and the dollar. And that was what happened yesterday. And I think from a from a PGA Tour standpoint, from a golf standpoint, it's always going to be better from a fan standpoint when you have all of the best players competing against each other as many times as you can. That is what's going to end up happening out of this whole LIV DWA, whatever the other tour was called, (laughs) getting into this one big group. And the people, which this is the part that always sucks, it's the people that were the most loyal that probably ended up getting stung the most out of it, the the Rory McIlroys and the guys that stayed back because the PGA Tour told them, hey, this is what's – don't feel too bad for them. I think that the changes that are going to be made and everything else, the money is going to be free-flowing at a high level. So all of the, oh, poor Rory, poor these guys, they're all going to be just fine. It's just a, another great reminder that the dollar bill is what drives sports. Kind of a hard turn here, but it was uh, 
catching a lot of commentary on the old National Bank talk and text line. Do you have a drink that ruined you that you can't revisit? Because I was telling the story that when MU made the Final Four in the early 2000s, I don't know, my buddy was drinking gin and tonics. That's not my drink. But I'm like, all right, that sounds refreshing. <laughs> and I haven't, yeah, I haven't have been back admit, much since. Great turn, because I didn't really want to talk a ton of L, more LIV golf. But yes, as a matter of fact, and it's not what you'll think. Because, you know, I love Tito's vodka. Uh, I've talked a lot about Coors Light. Uh, and I like to go and have spirits, but what did me, and I will not have another one, is mixing anything with elderberries. I, I have blamed, yeah, I don't know why, but I have blamed, hold up, I, it was a canned drink, and I can't remember the name of it, and I wouldn't say it anyways, uh, but it was a one of those canned drinks, and it was elderberries, and I don't know what, but I had... You know, went through college, and we all had our big nights, and we had our tough mornings. This was probably four or five years ago, and I had a hard time getting up to do the show. I was beaten into submission, and I had said, never again am I drinking an elderberry canned liquor or whatever this thing was. So that's my drink, and I ain't doing it again. Eric hasn't chimed in on this. What's what ruined you? Nothing. I'm just uh, <laughs> undefeated. Eric's undefeated. <laughs> no, Mickey's. I usually stay away from the Mickey's. Okay. I don't know why. It's, it's like nice. slipping a Mickey or what are you you're talking <laughs> about a Mickey? Like, like malt what? liquor, right? Yeah, yeah. Won't won't do it. Just a regular old beer. Oh gangster Gets. Eric here. Mine's any dark. Oh wow. Any dark liquor. Jaeger, especially. Ooh. Well, because that one, it's like it's pretty benign going down, and then enough of them. Oh, it tastes yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mix it with cherry, it, like Jaeger bombs. There's, yeah, there's. I can understand the Jaeger. I have a hard time understanding just a simple malt uh, beer that, Sorry, it, that knocks just, out Bilston. Just but. staying away from it. Oh, I mean, when you're when you're pounding those forties like he was back in the day, you know, it's gonna do you. All right, Tosh. I don't know what we did there, but. Uh, we're on record. That was something. Thanks, my friend. All right, see ya. Business headlines are up next. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Margaret Notchek. Tuapasta Milwaukee closes its restaurant at the 100 East Building. The restaurant opened in January 2020. The owners are looking for new locations. Plans move forward for a Chick-fil-A on Milwaukee's south side. The restaurant chain received conditional approval from Milwaukee's City Plan Commission to redevelop a lot for a new franchise location. Milwaukee Bucks superstar Giannis Antetokounmpo and his brothers are planning to open a retail store at the Trade Hotel near Spicer Forum, which opened in mid-May. A building permit filed Monday indicated that the $300,000 project would open on the first floor of the hotel. I'm Margaret Nachuk with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ.